Welcome to Connected, a podcast with Jess. That's me. Connections are the secret to a whole life. Recognizing the connections between us and within us, mind, body, and soul, reveals the fullest potential of our humanity. Join me as I discover what connects us to each other and to ourselves. Your mind, body, and soul were not meant to live disconnected from each other. Putting all the beautiful parts of you into one breathtakingly whole experience is what you deserve. As a life coach, I work to support your story. Together, we can set free the story of you. I bring guests onto my show so that you can hear powerful stories of other women all across the world. I want you to see how profoundly important living and telling stories is. I understand what it feels like to live under expectations and programming that are not aligned with who you are. I learned to write my own story in my year of Jess, and I want to guide you as you write the story of you. Your beauty, power, and value are already in there, in you. It's time. Time to take your pen back and write the story of you. It begins today. Go to my website, jessicatravis.com backslash free journal guide. I've created a five-day journal guide free to you. Five days, five emails, one new story of you. After subscribing, I'm going to send you an email with a link to my private Facebook group called Get Connected. I'm creating a community for you to embrace and fall in love with the story of you. Well, welcome back to the Connected Podcast. I am, am I'm excited today for the guests that I have actually in my trailer, in my little R-Pod um, as we're traveling because my guest today is Amanda Dalton. Or actually, I said that wrong. Didn't that's I? okay. Datlin. Datlin. A lot okay. of people say Dalton. I can't even read my own handwriting, so that's part <laughs> of the problem. Um, but we just met yesterday. Yeah. And, um, and it's kind of fun you're going to hear some things in the background that sound a little quirky and weird um we are on a goat farm Mm -hmm. in um, washington on the coast near long beach um and so these goats you know we have no control over what conversation they're going to have while we're doing this they get loud sometimes (laughs) they They really do between that and waking up to the rooster Mm -hmm. this morning (laughs) yeah so um amanda and i are here um camping sort of in this little spot um through harvest host which is um a place where we're kind of a uh, an app app, an app yeah that uh we get to stay places for free while we travel around and um we all have there was a bunch of us here last night and it was so fun (laughs) we had so much fun and we'll talk more um about you know just kind of how we all connected and kind of what happened last night because i think it was it was pretty cool yeah um it really was 
But um, but as we started uh, introducing ourselves to each other, we realized you guys are living full time on the road, just mm-hmm. like we are. And um, and then when you realized we had a podcast, you're like, oh my gosh! I've always wanted to have a podcast. I love podcasts. I I noticed that I don't listen to music anymore. I solely listen to podcasts. And I've, it's been an, a dream of mine to have a podcast or even just to be on one. So thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, this is so much fun because it's, it's just life as we're going. And part of, part of what I talk about on this podcast, um, the reason I named it Connected, was because I, um, I love all of the connections we make with ourself, mind, body, um, soul. And, but I also love the connections that we make with each other um, as we go through life. And so this was a fun one. Yeah, exactly. So for me personally, we're only in two weeks of nine months, possibly longer than nine months, but we're only two weeks into this journey. And I, I have no words to express my gratitude to the world for just the people we've already met. You know, It's, it's amazing, isn't it? We met an amazing family at the previous stop at a at another Harvest Host in Tillamook at a place called Blue Heron French Cheese Fa- I, French I, Cheese Company. I, yeah, yeah. And we met an amazing family of five. They've been on the road since they have three kids, 14, 9, and I believe 7. And they've been doing house swaps in all over the world. For example, the Dominican Republic, um, everywhere. Yeah. And they've... They, Ever since they had their first child, they said, we don't want to live in a house. We want to constantly be going around the world, traveling and showing them the world. And it, their kids are incredible. And I, it just really inspired me. Like, you don't have to have a normal nine to five, live in a house and yeah. do the traffic commute to work. You know, <laughs> right. it's just, it's opened my eyes so much. Yeah. Well, and um, you guys were sharing last night that your husband, um, uh, he's an engineer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he's a mechanical engineer. And so he got to do a little lesson with that family's kids because they were homeschooling on the road. <laughs> and so he got to just kind yeah. of uh, tell them or teach them some th- stuff about, you know, the field that he comes from. The 14-year-old, uh, he's the only boy out of the three kids, and he's so extremely interested in aerospace. And Matt used to work on jet engines. So he switched um, kind of industries. Now he's in the semiconductor industry. But he he taught um, his name was Hunter. He taught Hunter all about the aerospace industry, and you could just see his mind and his eyes just Light in up. awe. And he's you know it's it's so nice to have people inspire you to your career yeah. path. That's one thing that I've never really found is a career path that I that engages me. Mm. Um, my my major was Spanish, and I imagined myself coming out of college being a translator and that's not how it works (laughs) no No, they said oh you need a phd in spanish to be a translator for the un and i said oh i would like to make money (laughs) i don't really want to keep going into school right now yeah well well let's just um dive in and to your story so um a lot of times when we are introduced um to people one of the first questions we ask is, what do you do for a living? Exactly. And that always frustrated me because I haven't always had a career. And I felt like even when I did, it wasn't always reflective of who I was. So I like to ask a different question. I love that. Okay. Thank so, you. <laughs> <laughs> so Amanda, who are you? I'm 34. I My name is Amanda. My maiden name is Barnes. I've been married to Matt for three years. We've been together about eight. 
maybe nine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am from Carson City, Nevada. I have a I have a big family. Um, I have a brother and a sister and a half brother. Uh, My my mom lives in Gardnerville to her husband Brian. Then my dad and my stepmom Shauna they live in Carson City, Nevada. Okay. And then um, yeah, so I I was born and raised in Northern Nevada. There was one high school in Carson City, very small town. It's um, it's pretty tiny. Uh It's you know when you when you're born and raised in such a small place and you know everybody. I had that, I've always had the urge to travel, you know. Um, to see what was outside exactly, of that little space. Yeah. yeah. My, um, I think for, for me, my family, my mom's more of an adventurer. My dad, he likes to travel now, but I think more so, if growing up, I felt like he was more about camping and going local places, but I wanted to, I wanted to go across the pond, so I studied abroad in Spain. Oh, wow. And that was my first time really venturing out like apart from my family that Mm -hmm. was the first time that I did anything alone and it made I've never felt so free in my life so I Matt and I were actually comparing the day before we left for to start our our van trip he said you know that remember when you studied abroad because he also studied abroad Uh in Spain um he said remember that feeling that you felt the day before leaving do you feel that way about starting our van trip and I said I really do I feel that exact same excitement yeah this is a little bit different because I'm doing it with the love of my life Mm. instead of you know yeah like the that kind of scariness that you feel about going Going somewhere yeah yeah so I felt a little bit more security and safety and Knowing that I was going to experience this with somebody else, especially my husband, mm. it's a it's it's a little different feeling from studying abroad, but it's that same like what we have no idea what we're about to experience. Yeah, and it's just the to me, yeah. it's the best feeling. It is, and it's um, it's this it's this little bit of adrenaline, like um, you're getting ready to do something kind of scary, kind of mm-hmm. you know, just that whole unknown, yeah. and at the same time, it's this sense of um wonder and yeah like you said you just don't know what's on the other side of this decision and what who you're going to meet um what uh, experiences you're going to have exactly. what's going to break down what's going to fall apart <laughs> exactly and to be a hundred percent honest i i started out we had a, so before we actually started our trip we had to replace the entire engine oh wow and we were not expecting that cost and that kind of, that started to have me go into fear mode about mm. going on this journey. Okay, we we haven't even taken off yet and we have to get a whole new engine. What if X, yeah. Y, or Z happens when we're on the road and we aren't even able to travel? You know, we, we have to yeah. put our home in, in a shop to get worked on. Right. That in, Who knows how expensive the, the shop work will be. Right. And then hotels and everything. And we have a large bernice mountain dog named ziggy she's the other <laughs> the love of sweetest. my life <laughs> she's with us so that's also a factor in finding hotels that allow dogs and whatnot right. so i started to go into fear mode before we even took off with when, when the engine broke down and i started to talk to matt about it and i said i i'm starting to question this whole thing yeah and he said you know what if if he spent three and a half years building this and so he said you got to be honest with me if this is too much and you're too stressed out we ha- we need to sit down and chat about it yeah 
this was probably about seven months ago. Okay. And so I, you know, I started to really reflect internally and say, you know what, I cannot let my fear over like overtake my mind and shut down. Yeah. We've been building this up for three and a half years. Why would just st- calm yeah. down, yeah. you know, take a step back. There's always going to be things that go wrong. Yeah. That's just life. Yeah. And I finally, I don't know what it was. I just said, if, if the worst thing that happens is our car breaks down, who cares? Yeah. That's it. That's we're we're going to get it fixed and we'll keep going. Right. You know? Well, it's, it's sort of this, um, false security that we have when we're in a brick and mortar house, you know, we're planted somewhere because we come and go from it and it stays there when we're gone. And, but things go wrong there too. Oh yeah. And so this idea that you're going to get stuck somewhere, um, I mean, rarely hear about just really getting stuck, but even if you do, there's so many people doing what we're doing now and Mm -hmm. we meet people at least every other day that are living for some extended period of time on the road. Mm-hmm. And, um, and people are so willing to help each other out and, you know, resource with you and connect you, you know, with something maybe you don't know about. And yeah, it's, um, once I just, you know, jumped in, <laughs> it wasn't as scary as yeah. what I was expecting, you know, all the things that could go wrong. I couldn't agree more. I, I think it's the buildup is all, is the worst yeah. part of it leading yeah. up to actually taking off and setting sail on the road. Right. The buildup was much worse for me than once we actually hit the road. Yeah. I, I have never been happier. Yeah. It's just this, I, I, I wish I could explain it better, but the only way that I could is just like you said earlier, that adrenaline it's you, we, we get that feeling every day because yeah. Where are we going to next? Who are we going to meet yeah. next? And what are we going to see? What animals in nature are we going to see? And it's yeah. literally every day when yeah. when him and I start to talk about, you know, where do we want to go next? Yeah, I get that tingly butterfly yeah. sensation, like, oh my gosh, okay, let's figure this out and let's find. And an- really, anything is possible. You know, people asked me a lot when uh, we were talking about doing this, and we hadn't actually, you know, moved out of the house and moved into the trailer. They would ask well, what's your plan? Where are you going? What states are you going to see? Where are you, you know, where's your first destination? And we went, we don't know. And that's kind of the beauty of it. It's, it's like we can make it whatever we want and we can readjust um, what, where we're headed anytime we want to. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it is that uh, uh, adventurous. <laughs> that is definitely the, I'd say the number one question that we get from people where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? And it's like, we have a general idea of, and a general plan Mm -hmm. to, the main thing was to go see friends and family. Like that's our main route is to kind of go see friends and family, but those in between stops, we don't know. We're putting that out day to day. Yeah. So that's the part that I like, you Mm -hmm. know, is the excitement of not exactly having each day planned out because that's the whole point of doing this. It's to not have every single moment of your life Okay, wake up, go get in the car and commute to work. Right. Sit at a desk for eight hours, drive back in at an hour long traffic. That's so we were living in San Diego and the traffic was awful. Oh, yeah. Horrible. And, you know, Matt would get home super late. We'd make dinner, we'd watch a movie, and we'd start, start over the yeah. next day, you know? Yeah. And so we, we were sick of it. Yeah. And we'd, we rented our house in San Diego and it was insanely expensive. And, you know, we, we are in the process of figuring out if we want to start a family or not. Mm -hmm. And we both said, Hey, 
even if we wanted to start a family, buying a house in San Diego really is not like we don't want to buy. So our the house that we rented, two bedroom, one bath. We asked the landlords, okay, say we wanted to buy this from you. If you, even if you just wanted to sell it, who knows? Yeah. How, how much would you put it on the market for? Eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! And it was <laughs> tiny. Mm. It was about eight hundred square feet. And wow. we just said, no, this is not what we're going to do with our lives. We're not, we're not sacrificing our happiness just to be house poor. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It, it really, um, well, of, of all the things, <clears throat> excuse me, all the things to come out of this huge pandemic that we've all been through, it was the freedom to rethink how we do life. And I think it was, it gave us that permission to say, hey, you know, a lot of us can work on the road now. A lot of us can, you know, re kind of reinvent what living looks like. And exactly. And I, most of the people that I run into that are, have been living on the road um, full time, um, no matter how long they've been doing it, there's something that they wanted that was of more value than having a permanent um, home and a permanent way of doing life. Um, I often say, um, you know, when people ask you, what do you think, what do you, how are you liking this new lifestyle? Mm -hmm. It's not for the faint of heart. It's a lot of work. Um, It's a lot of problem solving. We're problem solving things every single day. Mm -hmm. But um, I get a different front porch and a different backyard, like all the time. (laughs) Let's go back to um, last night when so oh, yeah. at this at the spot that we're at they have a happy hour at six for everybody that's staying on the property um, to kind of get together and and you know yeah. chat. It's a great way to connect the people that are staying here. And I don't I don't know. I just felt like last night was so magical getting to know right. everybody. Everybody's so different and just hearing everybody's stories and yeah, just exchanging. Um, information about where they're from and what you know how long they're on the road and their experiences yeah. so far i mean we how, what, how late did we all stay i up? think it was uh, about one o'clock i crawled well. into bed <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> i know yeah it was it was um it, i think magical was a great word because we've met a lot of people along the road but um but we all happen to be here in this one moment at the same time really for the same reason, even if whether we were traveling or were nomads, mm-hmm. we were here for the the same reason, which was to have an experience at one of these harvest hosts and to spend the night. Exactly. And the longer we all started talking, the more connections we found with each other, the more, yeah. f- more fun we had. And yeah, it was just, um, and we're all so different. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, what was it? Jim and Patty? I think so. Yeah, yeah, Jim and Patty. They were, you know, they were older, but they they were just, I think that they were having a blast. What were they married? 52 years? Yeah, I 52 think. years. Yeah, and uh, so they took the cake on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody could match them. But, um, yeah, so th- they have, you know, this life of stories. And the longer we all, you know, stood out here um, talking, the more our, our stories about who each other were started to come out. And, and it was like rapid fire mm-hmm. friendship making. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If nomads could speed date. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ex- it was like, but um I know cuz lo- that is one thing that I have noticed just in the 2 weeks 
you make these connections and then it's kind of, a lot of people will stay somewhere one day and then move on and you feel this kind of a little bit of pain in your heart like oh we just connected and now it's already time to part ways and Matt I I've always I think that my biggest pleasure in life is getting to know people and just Mm -hmm. meeting different people and that's why you know um I'm going on on a tangent it's okay so earlier when you had said discussed about um you know when people first meet you they say what do you do and I've never really had a career that I've loved Mm -hmm. I was in sales and okay I did not enjoy that at all it Mm. just I mean I was lucky that each day was different and I didn't have to sit at a desk all day but I couldn't stand it Mm -hmm. so I started bartending during the pandemic because um I did you know I was I was a server in college and I said I'm miserable Mm-hmm. What do I, what can I do right now to make money? I can bartend. So I did that. And I love, I love it. Every day is different. You meet so many different people. Mm. You get to make people happy by making some craft cocktails. And, yeah. you know, it's just so fun. And so for me, this is, this whole experience is kind of similar to that where every day is different. You meet new people mm-hmm. every day. But it, I, I was telling Matt, I feel this weird sadness when we meet these amazing people and then we have to part ways. And he said, that's what this is all about, though. Because if you stayed somewhere, it'd be just like living at, ho- you know, in San Diego, mm-hmm. having a home base. The whole point is to keep moving on and meeting new people, as many people as you can. And I said, yeah. I just need to keep that in mind so I don't get yeah. so sad about, move, you know, having yeah. to say bye. Well, in what I'm finding, in fact, it's funny that you bring this up because I just got um, a message from somebody we met at um, an Overland Expo and um, back in July. And they were like, well, where are you guys? And are you anywhere near us? And we'd like to meet up again. That's and so I'm like, awesome. this is this is what we can do. We can, yeah. f- you know, follow each other and find out where everybody is and mm-hmm. go, hey, you're only an hour away you know, um, yeah. where are you headed or, you know, whatever. And and I think that um, each time that we would have the opportunity of seeing people we meet on the road again, we have more stories to share. Exactly. Because you have those experiences along the along mm-hmm. the way. Then you reconnect and you're like, this is what we saw. You should tr- check out yeah. this place. That's another thing is recommend recommendations mm-hmm. from people. This place was amazing. Because there are going to be times where you go somewhere and you, you say, oh, we drove five hours and this is it, you know? Yeah. So it, it's nice to get recommendations from the people that you meet that you know you have the same mm-hmm. common interests. And it's just, it's such a great community. Yeah. And we're super new to the community, but we have had the best experiences so far. Oh, us too. I, I can't really even think of, especially socially, a negative experience we've mm-hmm. had. Although, you know, every place you go, the culture feels a little bit different. Mm-hmm. We were talking the other day <laughs> that it... You can really identify a town by their grocery store and their laundromat. Yeah. Like ha- like the personality of the town really comes through in how people interact. We were in one town. I actually don't remember which one it was. I'd have to go back and kind of look at my pictures mm-hmm. as my <laughs> like my uh, timeline. Yeah. But um, I thought we came, we both came out and said, everybody's so slow in that store. Like they just walk slow. They just kind of meander through the grocery store. Yeah. And I was like, it's not just one person. It was like everybody in the Mm -hmm. store. So I thought this is just a different culture, different way of life in this particular town. Mm -hmm. Um, And other places, you know, are just so fast paced. You just, 
you oh, know, yeah. you're lucky to keep up. Or, no, I'm not going to ri- drive my rig into Seattle right now <laughs> because yeah. it's just, it's too too Ch- much for chaos. the time I need to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, live and set up and all that. Um, so I'm really curious, you know, you said um, you didn't really have a, a career that you connected mm-hmm. with, but you really enjoy, enjoyed being able to do the bartending. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that... Um, you are wanting to discover about yourself in this next journey. And I know some of that is, is unknown because mm-hmm. we don't know what's ahead and we don't know what's coming. Yeah. But sometimes we also say, you know, I want, I want to find out this mm-hmm. about myself. Do you have something like that? I definitely do. I, there's a, a few things. One thing that's really important to me to discover about myself and together with my husband separately, but also together, mm-hmm. do we want to start a family? I have been going back and forth so much just because, you know, I'm, I'm 34. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be 35 in November. There's a lot of, you know, family pressures yeah. that they constantly say, when, when, when? And I'm starting to get to the point where I'm responding. I don't even know if it's going to happen. So please yeah. just, yeah, please yeah. give us the space that we need to figure this out. So one of the things on this whole journey is for me to reflect internally and say, do I want to be a mom? Like, mm. am I capable of supporting another life? You know, um, it, it's just, it's a big question that I, that's heavy on my heart because I, if you would have asked me six years ago, I would have said, of course I'm going to be a mother. There's no doubt in my mind. It's just all these different things that are going on in our world with it's just, you know, there's a lot it's of there's been a world. lot of changes. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> you know? world. Yeah. And so I've been really questioning that, and I don't even know how to. It's such an important, big thing to decide on that. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out how to figure. I'm trying to figure out how to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a really good dog mom. I will say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just the way that you um, you care about your your people, your husband, and your I know your dog's not a person, but she's she is to me. She's my baby. She's bigger than most people. She's bigger than me. She's 111 pounds. (laughs) My goal weight. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, And about as lovable. She's like a giant teddy bear. She jumps up and Mm -hmm. just gives you guys like these bear hugs she's a bernie's mountain dog so she's very emotional yeah she's very loyal and she's she loves kids so that's another thing i'm like oh man we should give ziggy a little kid (laughs) but 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 i imagine that um this trip um you you can't help but face who you are Mm -hmm. in a small confined space Mm -hmm. um and being that your surrounding is changing all the time, learning what do I actually like, mm-hmm. what do I dislike, what do I enjoy, what 
what did I try that, it, eh, that was okay. I don't need to try it again. But what is that thing that jumps out at you and goes, oh my gosh, I need more of that. Mm-hmm. You know, those are a lot of um, big things to reflect on. Yeah. For, I honestly, I, I love food. I've been, one of the things that I've loved so far is just trying new food in different places and trying to l- support local mm-hmm. um, farmer's markets, smaller local grocery grocery stores. Um, it's been really fun learning how to cook in a van. I love to cook. And mm-hmm. so just the whole food factor of van life is something that has been really interesting to me because I've always, this is super embarrassing, but my life has always been very food focused. Yeah. I love food and trying new foods and just, so this has really opened up my eyes to in a in a different way. So I think that if you would have asked me about a year ago, um, I I always wanted to be a chef or oh, wow. something like I I thought I wanted to be a chef, but uh-huh. now I'm. This whole van experience has actually made me understand the importance of less is more. Like we don't actually right. need to go get these extravagant meals and. I don't need to cook this. I don't need to make, you know, a three course dinner every night. Right. Just it's, you need the nutrients that you need. And of course it's fun to splurge once in a while and go get a cheeseburger at a local little yeah, yeah, yeah. diner. But yeah. I've really learned a lot that we need to make sure that there's enough food for everybody and only take what you need. Yeah. And it's, it's only been two weeks still, but still I've, I feel like I've learned that hey if unless I'm out hiking I don't need to go have it make a sandwich yeah um one of the things we've noticed with um you know you just don't have the space you just can't carry much food with you and how much overbuying we were doing oh yeah um previously you know the Costco size everything and we can't we can't do that in fact we're like well we don't even need a Costco membership really anymore. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense for us to stock up like that. There's no space. There isn't space, but I, I totally connect with what you're saying. And I hadn't really thought about it that way. We were, we're very selective. Every tomato gets used. Mm-hmm. Every thing that we purchase to put in there gets used. And throwing something away is like, it's huge. It's oh, yeah. huge. Um, so I better really want to throw it away or, mm-hmm. or things don't go bad like they did in my fridge at yeah. home. And <laughs> I That has been uh, such an eye-opening thing to me because I feel like we used to buy, you know, lettuce and different things that would just never get used and go go badly. And it's my <laughs> it makes me feel so guilty and I'm embarrassed to admit that because we really shouldn't be overbuying and wasting all these all any anything mm-hmm. really but especially now i we use every single thing that we buy and if it doesn't we just we won't go buy more yeah. until we eat it yeah and yeah. i've it's been a really important thing to both of us and it's really helped me understand okay if we all lived this way the world would be a much better place because think oh, about yeah. how much food is wasted and thrown away every day it's yeah. awful well, and I just even when we think about getting a new shirt or mm-hmm. a new pair of shorts, and it's like, if I buy something, something else has to go. Mm-hmm. Like, there just isn't room for oh, it. Yeah. And so I find myself going, I just don't need. I don't even want in the same mm-hmm. ways that I did before this. Oh, yeah. So, so sorry, Matt, for telling the story. Um, <laughs> when we were 
starting to get starting to pack up and get rid of things um i had six boxes of clothes and shoes and some said donate some said keep and because we actually completely moved out of the house that we lived in in san diego and we moved some stuff to my dad's house in nevada and <laughs> matt accidentally donated all of the boxes <gasps> and so like my shoes from my wedding and I love boots, and so all my favorite boots, everything got donated. Oh, wow! And I was uh, honestly, I was, de- I was devastated for a little bit. I was like, "Those are my shoes that I've been saving my whole life. I love yeah. them." And then after, you know, a little, just a little bit, I said, "Screw that! It's all about the, your attitude. Yeah. Those are things, you know. Nothing where, nothing happened to Matt. Nothing happened to me. Nothing happened to anybody in our family. It's just items that are no longer part." of my life who cares move on and it's I'm thankful now because not having so much stuff is actually quite a luxury it actually is you're so right you feel free I feel so free not having all this crap just everywhere and even when we went to my like the stuff that we moved to my dad's house we both thought that there was going to be tons of stuff that we were keeping in his uh, shed. And it's actually not that much stuff. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of tools because Matt likes to work on his cars. And, yeah. But our actual material things, we really don't, we got rid of everything. Yeah. And it's such a freeing feeling. And I thought I would be sad, but I'm the exact opposite. I couldn't yeah. be more happy. It's just, you feel like you can go anywhere and you can do anything without having being tied mm-hmm. to things that I d- like that make you who you are that's not no. at all true no and it's very um I guess that's why I, I come back to that idea that we really do have to face ourselves mm-hmm. in this and um who we are is it am I my things um am yeah. I my relationships am I my town am I what you know who yeah. who, what makes up who I am mm-hmm. um and I love the self-discovery yeah. I've actually learned some things about myself that I don't like mm-hmm. um, that, uh, you know, if you, if my stress level is really high for some reason, mm-hmm. a small space like shoots that 10 times higher. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. like we, you start bumping into things, you stub your toe, whatever. And irritated. it's like, I get irritated mm-hmm. and I'm like, I didn't know this about myself mm-hmm. because you had space to walk it out where you don't always mm-hmm. have that in a in a small container. So yeah, um, so I'm like, okay, I've got some self awareness here to, yeah. <laughs> to work on. I talked to myself a lot. I had no <laughs> idea. I had zero percent idea how much I talked to myself, and just kind of blurt things out. And Matt, Matt said, you you do realize you talk to yourself a lot, right? And I said, what? No, I don't. <laughs> and now that we've left and we're traveling, I I really do. And I, I just think, because I'll get frustrated with him. Like, did you not hear me? You didn't answer me. And he's he'll be like, what do you mean, Amanda? You were just blurting things out. I don't know what's <laughs> your, what, you, you constantly blurt things out. I don't know what you're saying to me. I don't know what you're saying to yourself. If you need to, like, if you're addressing me, why don't you say, hey, Matt, you know? So that yeah. way I don't get um, sassy with him because I, I noticed that kind of, I would say, hey, you you're not acknowledging what I said. And I was not aware of how I constantly am blurting things out. It's, it's, it's strange. I've never noticed that about myself. Yeah. Yeah. It it is. It is such a crazy adventure. I'm, I'm really curious. Um, you know, you, you kind of, you talked about how you went, um, did some school abroad Mm -hmm. and 
you you and Matt are able to talk about that. I think you guys both met in San Diego. Is that right? We did. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he went to school. He went to college in San Diego. I went to college in Reno. So the studying abroad in Spain thing was completely separate. That we you didn't just ag- both happen to have done it. Yeah, oh, wow. exactly. Cool. He went to Barcelona. I went to Alicante. Um, yeah. So we um, we met in San Diego. I when I graduated from college, I moved to San Francisco for a year and then I um I I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just applied for different jobs in San Diego because I I like the ocean. Yeah. I heard that they have really good food there. <laughs> they have <laughs> yeah. lots of tacos. <laughs> so I just applied for jobs in San Diego and I ended up getting one in sales. And I just I I found some people on Craigslist that needed a roommate. So I moved in with two guys that ended up becoming like brothers to me Aww. and I was a groomswoman in one of their weddings they're just the best and that's how I met Matt was he um he went to school at UCSD and so did my roommate and they had a large group of friends that kind of got together for barbecues and whatnot and so I would just see Matt at these different get-togethers and I I actually asked him out did you really? he was really shy he was so shy and I just said hey we should grab a drink sometime and he said screw drinks let's get dinner Oh. Yeah, so that's kind of how we met, and then we went on one date, then we went on a second date, and then we were just like never parted ways mm. ever since then. It was weird. I was like, "How did we actually like start dating?" And he said, "I have no idea. We just we just went together. on a few dates and just never like mm. we were just together forever." That is yeah. so awesome, and then. Um, so that's probably what eight or nine years ago that you guys would have met. Yes, uh, nine years. Yeah, nine years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. And so you guys have really just had this opportunity to um, to start a story together yeah. to create and the life that you wanted. And it sounds like the timeline from when you've been married and then um, he was starting to build the van. Um, It was pretty close Mm -hmm. to the same timeline. So you guys have been on this journey for quite Mm -hmm. a while. So for his 30th birthday, um, so this whole experience that I'm about to tell you is what inspired inspired us to build a van and live freely. Uh, For his 30th birthday, we rented a Westphalia. There's a company called Rocky Mountain Camper Vans. They're in Denver and Las Vegas. So we drove from San Diego to Las Vegas, picked up the Westphalia, and we went to Zion and kind of a Bryce Canyon cool. and all that, yeah. those different um, state parks in Utah. Mm-hmm. And and we took Ziggy with us, and it was just the best week of our lives. It was so wow. fun. You know, um, he loves photography, so we would take some really cool pictures of the sky at night and the stars and whatnot. And then it's just that it, we did it for a week, and it was truly the best week of our lives. And we said... When we were driving back home, he said, this was so amazing. And, you know, when we were, when we did that week long trip, we met people that were doing it full time. And I said, let's just, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's try to find a van. And we heard from a lot of people that it was actually really hard to find Sprinter vans to even be able to convert them. And we got super lucky. Matt was driving back to work from lunch one day and he saw this van and it pulled into the parking lot next to him. So he just walked over and he said, hey, 
like, if you ever want to sell your van, will you give me a call? And the guy said, I actually just got it washed and I was about to put up a for sale sign. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And Matt said, please don't put up the sign. Let's chat more. I got to get back to work. But, uh, when I'm done, can I give you, when I get done with work today, can I give you a call? And the guy said, yep, I won't put the sign up. Give me a call, uh, later. And he bought the van the next day. Wow. Yeah. And then he's just been working like crazy on it. He's been, he was working full time. Um, the, the pandemic actually helped us get more work on the van done because he wasn't going into work. So he was commuting about an hour each way. So that's two hours added to his time each day to be able to work on the van. I mean, he, this is honestly, the, the van is honestly his art. Like it's a piece of art that he did. I helped with things that I could, but he did all the wiring, the, he, he did a lot of the CAD design for the bed. He's an, he's an incredible mechanical engineer, and he learned even more like electrical engineering. And he's he I I don't know how he did it, and I don't know how he does it. He works <laughs> full time, and he's so smart and so capable of just figuring anything out. And he really inspires me. Yeah. And that's kind of you know part of one of the things that I'm looking for on this journey that we're doing together. Um, besides figuring out if I want if we want to start a family or not, right. if I feel internally that. I don't, you know, so yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I internally want to do that and obviously him as well and together we'll make that decision. But I'm also trying to find, look inward and figure out what do I want to do with my life? You know, yeah. I, I love bartending, but that's not something that I, it's not good on your body, you know, yeah, being yeah, on your yeah, feet for, sure. for that long. So I'm trying to really look deeply into my soul and say, what do I want to do to make money? Like mm. they always say, if you, if you, uh, you'll never work a day in your life if you do what you love. And yeah. um, I, I, I slightly disagree with that because work is work. You know what I mean? Work yeah. is always going to be work. Yeah. But I want to find something that I love no matter yeah. what. Because right. no matter what you're doing for work, there's going to be hard times and you're going to get stressed out. So as long as you love what you're doing, at least you're happy yeah. sometime, most of the time. So, so what lights your soul up? What makes you just like you said, um, like last night, people? Yeah, I love people. Yeah, and and yeah. that was really um, apparent. Um, I think we happened to be in a group of people that that was a little bit of everybody's yeah thing. That it was awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and it seems to be what you enjoyed mm-hmm. with bartending mm-hmm. was the the human connection, the exactly, and that sort of thing. But what other things? Um, do you experience that just light you up and say, I want more of that? Honestly, something. So yesterday when we were chatting with Deb, the um, harvest host, mm-hmm. hostess, hostess, she, yeah. um, you know, the how she has this beautiful space. She gets to kind of take care of people and provide a setting for people mm. to come together. I, I would love someday to maybe have a bed and breakfast and, get to kind of create meals for people and make drinks for people and create a setting for people to be feel safe and comfortable and get together and I love the ocean so it'd be so cool to have some sort of space some land on the ocean let us build kind of a tiny home um, and then have a space for either a bed and breakfast or even just a space for people to camp out or or both treat center yeah you would do great yeah Yeah, I would that would be my dream, I think. Yeah. Well, that's what I in the in the two weeks so far. That's what I've come up with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, another important thing to me is providing a space for people that as they get older. Um, during the pandemic, I 
I noticed a lot of people that it came out how poorly people were treated in these mm-hmm. facilities yep. and whatnot. Yep. So I think it'd be really cool to have like a large garden at on the, on, our, on our property and maybe create a, a space for them to live for free. Mm. And if they just help with the garden or, you know, help with the chickens and yeah. just a space for people to have a, something to look forward to doing or feeling like they're part of something. Because I notice a lot of people, if they are alone and as they get older, they if they lose that will to have something to yeah. do, you know, to feel a part of a community is so important. Yeah. So I would love to create a space for people to have to feel like they're important and feel like they're seen and have something to contribute so that way they, they don't just give up. Right. So, and another thing is just cost of living, yeah. housing. The, it's just so expensive. So to be able to, if we could, you know, save up enough money and provide a space for people to live and they just can contribute by gardening or collecting eggs from the chickens, just anything. And if they right. can't, they can't, you know, but just give people a safe space well i think um one that is absolutely beautiful thank you and i want to come live there (laughs) (laughs) we'll Uh, take care of you (laughs) (laughs) um but the other thing is is i think that you are tapping into something that uh the pandemic created or made us aware of i don't think it created i think it made us aware of Mm -hmm. a huge void and that was that our busy takes away from our sense of community Mm -hmm. And when we all stopped and we sat in our homes for two months, oh, we, yeah. we, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. We didn't know how to even be community within our own house, let alone with the people that we live next yeah. door to. I actually couldn't even do it. I, I am such a social person that a week and I think it was actually two, two weeks into the pandemic, one of my one of my best friends, she reached out to me and she said, hey, I found out this opportunity through FEMA to decontaminate N95 masks. Um, it's it's a new, it's through this company called Battelle. They got a big grant from FEMA. Um, they use hydrogen or um, vaporized, hi- vaporized hydrogen peroxide to decontaminate the N95 masks for hospital workers, policemen, wow. firemen, ambulance drivers. Um so I actually did that a few weeks in and I would I would be sent to um a place for 21 days. You worked 12-hour shifts 21 days in a row. Then I got to go home for 2 days and then they'd send me to a different city. Oh my goodness. Cuz I was going stir crazy just after a few weeks. I was mm-hmm. like, "Matt, I love you. I need I need to talk to people." <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I want to feel like I'm helping because he still had his job which is actually quite important. It's in the semiconductor yeah. industry and we need those. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I wasn't working and I felt like I was going to go crazy, yeah. you know, not just sitting around. I mean, I tried to keep myself as entertained as I could and help with what I could, but feeling helpless. You couldn't even meet with a friend for coffee somewhere. No, exactly. Like, it was just all of those things that we normally did for our sense of um community and well-being we just didn't have and and it sounds like the dream that you just described is not only putting those pieces together but it's doing it another layer of intentionality Mm -hmm. and in um like usefulness Mm -hmm. to each other with each other not not just you know spending my money here but actually doing this life together and saying that 
um, what I have, I bring mm-hmm. something to the table and somebody else brings something to the table. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing for me is um, I really want to just feel, I want to have a space that we can rely on ourselves, like having a well, having a garden, having a space that, you know, if there was something that catastrophic mm-hmm. that happened in the world, we could be self-sufficient just to make sure that mm-hmm. we can take care of each other and ourselves just without having to rely on water from the, the you know <laughs> yes. from the world just because i don't know i i'm i'm probably an over worrier when it comes to climate change and just different things and that's a big factor for me about having children i just i worry about um, just all the different changes that are taking yeah, place, yeah. not having enough water for them to yeah. have. Um, no, it, we we aren't the same. Um, I don't feel like we're the same world, the same country that we were, you know, even 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I used to think, well, why do people even take the time to think about whether they want kids or not? Don't you want family? Like mm-hmm. it was this idea that I, I was just expecting it of myself mm-hmm. and kind of expected that that's what you do as a human being. But now I look at things around and I go, no, it's it's conscious contemplation about what I want to take and what I want to give, not just to myself, but to the world around me. Exactly. Like I, I mentioned this before, but... I never thought in a million years that I wouldn't have kids. I love kids. I love, uh, my sister has three kids and um, she's a single mom of three kids. She lost her husband in a car or Mm -hmm. sorry, a motorcycle accident. And so, um, you know, I've always tried to help her as much as I can with her kids. And I, they're the, I love them so much and it'd be so cool for them to have cousins, you know? And, um, but it's just so much has changed that. I, I almost feel like I'm selfish that I want to have kids to, when there's the resources on this planet are dwindling. Mm. So it's just really, that's, it's a big thing that I go back and forth on. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's, I'm getting to that point where I, I need to decide in a sense, like, is this something that we want to do or is this not just because I'm not saying that people at 34, 35 and 36 don't, that they don't have kids at that age, they more and more people mm-hmm. are. Yeah, absolutely. but just for me personally, you know, I want to. I would rather start sooner than later because I'd like to spend as much time as I possibly can mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I think you're really smart to um, to journey that contemplation with yourself, mm-hmm. um, and to consider, you know, all of all of it, and in the end, yeah, you know, be able to know that hey, we we came to this decision because yeah. this is what we really wanted. Um, and you know, and you, you will be an all in person when that Mm -hmm. decision gets made, you know, and Matt and I are both so individually weird that it's like, we have to see what kind of a little weirdo we'd create, you know, (laughs) (laughs) well, the world needs more weirdos. (laughs) So yeah, um, this, the family that I had mentioned earlier that we met in Tillamook, they, just seeing how their kids travel with them because I always yeah. kind of thought, Oh my gosh, once you have kids, everything Stops. it's over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your happiness is gone. But they, my perspective just in, you know, we met mm-hmm. them what two days ago, just in, since then my perspective has changed so much just yeah. because I, I saw how they live and they've been living on the road for so long and they're so happy and their kids are so 
they're so smart they're so nice they're so respectable they have a they have an appreciation for the mm. world and just i it completely changed my mind i thought oh my gosh like they have three kids and they're doing this yeah we could we could do it you know yeah yeah so you know and when we started out two weeks ago i was like oh no way yeah there's no way there's going to be a kid in this van yeah. or <laughs> or any other van you know like there's it's not for me and then now i'm i'm already just completely my mind has changed so i'm just like all right that's that was two days ago so just calm down <laughs> take some time to think it over but yeah i just they they inspired me so much and just even meeting you got you and your husband and just hearing about your family and it's such a gift to get to learn about people and hear their stories to help kind of in, like help make you feel better about this decision that yeah. you'll make in the future. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, to circle back around to what we were saying in the very beginning, that's why we're doing this. Exactly. You know, we. Mm -hmm. I want to keep expanding my view of the world and mm -hmm. my view of how life can be lived and all of its possibilities, and um, and it. You know, I can do that a little bit out of a brick and mortar house for mm -hmm. sure. Um, but the next step for us was to say, let's just drastically change this up and let's so awesome. find out, you know. Yeah. And um, we're both so blessed that we have partners that were willing to yeah. help facilitate that and, yeah. you know, wanted to, that we're excited and down to do a, an adventure like this with us because. I don't think everybody is, I don't think everybody wants to do this. I don't think everybody could do this. Yeah. And I mean, I, you guys have a lot more experience than us. Yeah, it's but, just a few months. <laughs> but, Not by much. <laughs> but it still is just something that I feel blessed and yeah. so honored that I have a partner that even would want to tolerate a small space with me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. I, I think, uh, it does take, um, it does take special, you know, partnerships yeah. to be able to do 100%. it for sure. For sure. Cause I, I don't think that, like I said, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. It's mm -hmm. not easy. Um, at least our setup isn't easy. I'm hoping to make it easier as we go, but, um, I, I love your setup. <laughs> it's uh it's great for camping mm -hmm. we're just um you know we what we love about what your guys have set up you're in a like a sprinter van mm -hmm. right we have or the 70 and wait one 170 inch wheelbase we have a four by four mercedes sprinter van and we have a so we have two solar panels on top one is a storage box and then the other one kind of pops mm -hmm. up to we created a, a tent so it's you can sleep up there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that. We'll have to show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the full tour. Yeah. Um, but you guys can literally pull up just about anywhere. Just mm -hmm. park like a regular vehicle mm -hmm. and be able to stay. I mean, there's some exceptions to that, but um, for us, we're quite a setup with mm -hmm. you know pulling a trailer, and so that's one of the things that I'd like to get to is something that has a little bit more ease. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there's a lot for us, our setup, a lot of energy spent on the work of every day of setting up, tearing down, setting up, mm -hmm. tearing down. And I would love to see that energy spent somewhere else yeah. and get something far more simple. And it's, it's back to that same thing of, um, you know, waste, mm -hmm. like am I wasting even energy. my own energy yeah. doing something that can be done an easier way or in a different way? 
And um, so, yeah, my whole my whole um, mindset around small has yeah. really changed. And I, so I, I've never had to, you know, set up and set up and take down. Um, I mean, obviously yeah. there is some of that in the right. van, but it is pretty quick and mm-hmm. um, mostly the the bed if we wanted to put it like right this morning um, Matt's working so we put it into we put the bed into couch mode instead of mm-hmm. so it's almost like a futon yeah but that really is kind of it so it's mm-hmm. so fast so I'm I'm sorry that you have to do all that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just part it's part of our journey so mm-hmm. um which is I think what was so exciting last night was we all had a different way that we were doing this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everybody he, has a different yeah. way that they're traveling. Yeah. And it's really, yeah, it's just really exciting. Um, I was also thinking last night, I mean, this never happens if you're sitting at an airport waiting for your next flight. What happened with us last night? We're uh, all sharing stories, sharing yeah. drinks, sharing food. And, and I thought, that's one of the other perks of being mm-hmm. on the road instead of in the air, which is another way of doing it. Some people yeah, travel that way mm-hmm. and live nomadically that way. But um, but I was just, I don't know, I was just becoming really grateful last night when mm-hmm. um, when we just met people from nowhere. And yeah. I mean, you know, just yeah. out of the, we, none of us knew each other beforehand. And it's because Deb, the host, the host here, she creates a space for us she to come does. together. And she absolutely does. it's just incredible. And that, I told Matt, I said, I want to do that. I want to uh, be the host. I want to, I love to take care of people. So like, I love cooking for people, providing drinks, making sure everybody's happy. I love hosting. Do you have someplace you're writing down these experiences? Like, I love this. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I love that little thing. So that you can put it all together when you're. Yes. So let me look up the name of the app that I use. It's actually really cool. Um, I actually have two. One is road trippers that we use to map out uh-huh. our trips so that way we can reflect and look back, but then also kind of um, it shows different spots that you can um, pick out or like really cool destinations. Right. Not It's not like a harvest host for places to stay. It's more like, hey, this beach is really cool. So that's road okay. trippers. Then um, there's an app called Journey. Okay. That it's like a journal. Oh, And it okay. tracks where you go. And um, I... I try to write a journal entry every day just to kind of you know that's that way i can look back and be like oh my gosh these people you know so just to get everybody's names that way i can i don't know if i ever wanted to write a book or something someday i can remember you you know yeah i love to write do you yeah i do i really love to write um i absolutely love writing and i've thought about that a lot on this trip is you know, how do you turn your experience and journey into something, yeah. you know, the, the modality of mm-hmm. writing, but that's cool that you um, get, that you can write and your podcast setup is so cool. It's, I've never seen one before in real life. So I was like, this is so <laughs> cool and such a treat. Well, we started, uh, we were podcasting out of an office in our house mm-hmm. or like a, a room that was our office in the house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so when we started planning to go on the road full time, So there were two things that have to go in our setup. Mm -hmm. One of them was the podcast studio. And the other was our coffee machine because we're really (laughs) particular about coffee. Everything else we can figure out. And um, so right now we have, you know, this whole setup on our table in here. 
but what we'd really like is when we have when we actually build a rig mm-hmm. um we'd like for the mic booms to actually fold up and come out of the ceiling oh that's smart yeah, yeah and so that we never have to take them down mm-hmm. they're just always there while we travel to help with the setup and mm-hmm. take down portion yeah. Yeah. yeah that's smart yeah but um and then we'll have uh a lot more sound proofing because <laughs> mm-hmm. our trailer is very thin walls but um but we uh, we get a different view every time we sit down to these mics, which is so just cool. so exciting. It's so cool. After this, yeah. you should come see Matt's setup where he's working right now. He has the door open and he's just looking out at the bay. Uh, it's like, oh, so I know, cool. Last night we were all pulling out our phones going, oh, look at this last place I stayed and look at where yeah. I stayed. And yeah. That's the best part of sharing like just really cool places. So that yeah. way, I mean, obviously it's fun to figure it out on your own, but it's also nice when you know that there's a beautiful destination that is because there's mm-hmm. a lot of work that goes into this so when you when you get a recommendation it helps short shorten the yeah, amount yeah, of time um researching and whatnot so and especially yeah. when you meet people that you that you really like you're like okay I, they probably have a great recommendation you know yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure um, and most people i meet out here not everyone but most people i meet out here have um want to be connected to nature at mm-hmm. some level definitely um, and so usually um we find that a lot of those recommendations come with just um, that ability to to sit and just absorb mm-hmm. the awe and wonder of n- nature. And right now we're sitting where we're at is just below Olympic National Park, mm-hmm. um, just above Astoria and kind of sandwiched in between there. And um, it, we're on the right next to the coast. Mm-hmm. So the terrain is lush it's and so green beautiful. and water everywhere. And yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's magical. It really yeah. is. And the tide um, comes up at night and it goes out in the morning. Yeah. So right now the, the, the bay, it looks like it's almost a dried lake bed, yes. like a, like almost crater. Like yeah. it's when I woke up this morning, I thought that is crazy looking. And then at night it's full. Yeah. It's just, it's really interesting to me that yeah. it can go that low. Yeah. You know, it's really, really yeah. weird. And then there's, I think that she said that there's oyster beds out there. Yes. Like we're in a spot where people come to her land mm-hmm. to get oysters and it's, it, it's actually in the bay. It's not on the, the Pacific coastline. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. It's, and she said it's, that 85% of oysters come from this bay because of how clean the water is. Yeah. It's so shallow that people can't boat or jet ski. So that's why they try to get as many oysters from this area as possible since there's no um, gasoline or anything going in to this water. Yeah. So it's really... And that's the other thing. We're just learning so many mm-hmm. cool things along the way. Oh, um, yeah. I, I think we all could have sat there and listened to her last night talk forever about just, just life out here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for sure. Her property is so beautiful. Yeah, it's um, I'm going to um, put some information about the Harvest House in the show notes for this one. So if anybody is um, full time traveling or just traveling for a vacation, um, this is this is a great spot. Um, And the goats are uh, so much fun for the kids that I've seen come Mm -hmm. through here. Uh, But they were fun for us, too. Yeah, (laughs) they milk them at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. And so last night while we were all out here, (laughs) we went in for the 11 p.m. milking. Milking, Yeah. um, But, well, you know, um, we're going to just keep creating stories. We're going to keep creating. um, See, we've got more campers coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to keep, um, you know, connecting with other humans. But 
what I'm really excited about being able to sit down with you today was to uh, f- to dive in deeper yeah. to who you are and um, and, and e- even be in a moment of dreaming with you. Yeah, that th- you th- have this you. idea and that it's out there. So I will be so excited to just kind of follow that f- with you. Thank and you. And find out what did you create. Now that I put it out there, I need to make it happen. I know you put it in the universe. I and did. I've always it's always been right up here. And so now that it's out there, I'm gonna start working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much for having me. This has yeah. been so fun. I really appreciate it. It's Absolutely. been so fun getting to know you and your husband. Yeah. Well, we're gonna cross paths again, again. And again we're definitely be, we have one more night here and then um mm-hmm. we're off and but um we'll just um stay in touch about you know what our adventures end up being definitely um, i'm gonna put um information um about you guys are, are cataloging your uh, journey as yeah. well on instagram mm-hmm. and you have um uh, matt's build out mm-hmm. is on a youtube channel uh-huh um, or on youtube um somebody interviewed you guys yeah right? so um our our instagram handle it's at datlin adventures d-a-t-l-e-n-a-d-v-a-n-t-u-r-e-s so it's like adventures but adventures and then on that on our instagram there's a link to that youtube video and um i'm in the process of of setting up our website uh, that's not quite ready yet, but when the website is launched, I'll put that on our Instagram handle. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And I'll get all that in the show notes if anybody wants to, you, you know, follow your journey yeah. or connect with you. Um, and then, yeah, let's just, let's see what you create. Let's go have a cocktail. Okay. Sounds <laughs> good. Cheers. Thanks Cheers. again. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And may you keep connecting all the beautiful parts of you.